up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Basking in our post-rookie mock glory? Basking in our glory, for sure. Just like <laughs> Keith Lee would say, I don't know if you've watched any NXT or wrestling in a while. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty pumped. We had a pretty solid draft there. Kind of worked exactly as we imagined it would, at least for the first few picks. Obviously, once you get into like the late second, third round, kind of shit, you know, random, you know, you're just throwing darts. But I think our first three picks, you know, didn't really get to do too much trading early on, but worked out in our favor for sure. <laughs> not for lack no. of trying. Definitely not for lack <laughs> of know, trying. There's- yeah, they, there's some people. I think uh, the the 103 owner wanted Pitts. The 105 thought he would get Chase. I guess thinking the wider series or the running backs would all go early and maybe Pitts goes. But we tried making trades with them. It didn't really work out. Uh, but you know, you're trading up to high some some high draft picks. It's it's hard to uh, to get rid of the capital, especially as a contending team who already lost their picks last year for next year. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's fair. Uh, all our trading came in the second round. Well, we had the the two hundred two traded our way all the way back to two hundred five. Um, I forget. Was it? Did we make three trades? We moved back one spot each time. Or I was think it was in there? two. I'm pulling it up now. Um, uh, five. When did we start this? Five like eight, something like that. Five twenty three. Was it? It was last week, right? Yeah. There's yeah. the Mahomes trade. Yeah, so the first trade of the draft was 109, trading down to 111 and getting a 210. So our first trade, we moved from 202 to 204, picked up the 305, and then kind of uh, moving down one spot and, you know, moving down like the whole, in the whole fourth round pretty much to get like a third next year pretty much. So... Right, because uh, so I remember now our, our target was Elijah yep. Moore at the two hundred two. Um, the guy jumping up to the two hundred two had said he was targeting Fields, and we believed yep. him. And we looked at the two hundred three and said he's got Denzel Mims already. He's not going to draft Elijah Moore. We can get him at two hundred four. Yeah, so he dropped back. Yeah, and then I don't know why. I, I know we had a reason for rolling the dice on going back to two hundred five. I think. We thought he wanted a running back. I think we um, we knew he either wanted a running back or quarterback. And then when we were talking to him, it sounded like quarterback was the option. And we did. I think someone else reached out to you as well about quarterback. So we were able to kind of pit two people against each other. And guy at 205 wanted to move up a spot to you know guarantee he got his guy, which, you know, I think anyone would pay a, a third the next year to, you know, get the guy they want as opposed to getting your second option. Yeah, instead of rolling the dice, yeah. for sure. And that gave us a little bit of pick capital, because like I said, we have depleted our capital for next year. Already. Yeah, three-thirds um, and a fourth now. we got three-thirds But now, we yeah. only had two-thirds yeah, going so into the draft, something. so we did stock a few uh, a few there, which is nice. Yeah, so if we could package a third of the player, we could move up to a second yeah. or something this year. You know, this way to pull that off. But uh, yeah, we did good there, and then snagged Amari Rogers in the third, Brevin Jordan, two guys that we really yep. liked, and we're happy to see get to third. us there. To, what was it three hundred three and three hundred five? Yep. Right? Yeah, always good. And then uh, the four twelve, we're allowed to draft free agents at our draft. I don't, I don't think everyone, no. you know, allows such a thing. But 
We picked up Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think that's a pretty interesting grab. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some interesting rookies like Tyler Wallace went off right before us at the 4-11, which I think is pretty late for him. You know, definitely tough to be the second receiver drafted on a team with a, not a high passing volume, but there's still no one super established there, so I still think he's got a shot. But other than that, there really wasn't too much available. Kyle Trask, Dennis Fitzpatrick, Darden, who's probably going to sit for a couple of years there in Tampa. So I think, you know, we wanted to get someone that probably has a better chance of actually playing this year. And you'd imagine worst case scenario, he's probably their fourth receiver, right? Yeah. And he's a guy that, you know, has, he's not a rookie anymore, right? He, like he's already got that year of experience and that's, that's nice yeah. to have. So, you know, we'll see what happens. 412, there is no pick capital there. So if he doesn't work out, then whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm never opposed to, you know, kind of punting that pick to the next year as well but it seemed like there wasn't too many people chomping at the bit to move into that spot anyway so just you took a guy that we think might be able to help us this year anything else you think we should bring up from the draft before we uh move i think we went over a few of our picks but we didn't touch on our first two we had the 101 yeah our first harris that was kind of the goal when we made the trade there to get naji uh we traded i think probably said it either on our different podcast um, where we went over our, pay, our, our recent trades um, or even, you know, through Twitter, but we ended up trading what amounted to be, you know, Chubb and a couple of future picks for the 101 and the 108. And we end up getting Najee at 101 and Trevor Lawrence at 108, which was someone we were, you know, eyeing up with our highest pick per pre-trade, which was 202. Um, but we, you know, weren't confident he was going to get there. I know two quarterbacks did go off the board, um, including us, before that 202 pick. So definitely nice to see that we um, you know, were able to get the guy we wanted there at 108. So definitely got, you know, got a couple of the guys that we were hoping for. Yeah, ideally we won't have to draft a quarterback for a very long yep, time. Yep, that's the, that's the hope when you get a guy that is you know, hopefully thought to be a generational talent. So we will see. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. Um, cool. Well, well, that takes care of our, our, our quick recap of our Dynasty rookie draft. Uh, now it is June. We're, we're jumping back into mock draft season for us. So if you're new to the show, we primarily do mock drafts. Um, at this point, we'll be doing one a week here instead of the every other week. But uh, we just enjoy doing mock drafts. We start off the podcast and... Uh, We'll do different formats, PPR, standard, half point, uh, dynasty startup, tight end premium, super flags. We'll kind of bounce around. Me and Will like playing around with different strategies mm-hmm. as well. Um, I don't know about you, Will, but you know this is the first real mock we're doing in the season. I probably won't screw around with any strategies and just kind of do what I would normally do in a draft and, and play it by ear, see who drops to me. It's more about finding out uh, ADPs and what your team structure could look like than kind of playing around with different strategies. This early, yeah, especially right? early on. This is... Um I know you may have done a few just kind of on your own there. This will be the first one I've done all uh, all, all mock draft season. So June 1st seems like a good t- good place to start here. Uh, start getting an idea of where the ADPs are. So you'll maybe see me live panicking on the clock, trying to figure out where people <laughs> are and, and what's available. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, this year, uh, we will be bouncing a little bit between sleeper and fantasy pros. Uh, year one, we were pretty much exclusively sleeper. Last year was about 50 50 because sleepers ADPs never mm-hmm. really updated. Antonio Brown was up in like the third round yeah. of the year or something like that. Um, 
But this year we're going to bounce around. Sleeper's ADPs are looking pretty good, and, and Sleeper gives you a good opportunity to mock when a lot of people are drafting two quarterbacks. Fantasy Pros gives you kind of the opposite. They tend to draft one. Um, Fantasy Pros also gives us some, uh, a little bit better from like a super flex perspective. Mm-hmm. So we're bouncing back and forth to get some different perspectives because uh, every league is a little bit different, especially when it comes to quarterback drafting. Yeah, right? yeah, and you're always going to see you know one guy that's going to take two, one guy that's going to go super early. But for the most part, I think, you know, anyone who's been in the league a few times, you're usually going to see most teams only take one quarterback um, just because, you know, being a one quarterback league, um, you know, you, you, there's just a lot of value out there in, for the quarterback position. You don't necessarily need that many. You don't want to roster clogs since you're going to start one of them. You want to look at those more depth positions like wide receiver and running back. Yeah, and it's a good opportunity to try to know your league a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I, I know, and I've showed you, yeah. I've shared it with you, Will, that I go through in our past drafts and I've documented who drafts two quarterbacks, who tends to draft them early, who tends to draft them late. And then when the draft actually comes around, I know, okay, this guy's grabbing two. So if I'm going late and you know I'm looking, everyone's got their quarterback, but this guy's in front of me, I know he could snipe me because he'll be looking for a backup i take that into consideration so know your league a little bit um i'm sure not every league out there has everyone drafting one i think off the top of my head i think we got four people that draft two maybe three i think it maybe ranged um, year to year maybe like somewhere in the three to five range we've seen it dwindle yeah. a lot too i think like year one it was like seven and then it dropped to five and, and now it's starting to stabilize in that like sub five yeah kind of you're always going to have but, a couple uh, people maybe one or two that you know, just kind of believe in drafting two, or maybe, you know, if you are a late quarterback and you want to grab two at the end, you know, see which one starts out hot. Yeah, exactly. Like I know, um, in, not, in our league, you drafted Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, but if you drafted Lamar Jackson in his breakout year late, maybe you paired him with a, a Matthew Stafford yep. or, you know, someone that's considered a little more solid that you can get late to yeah. kind of hedge. Maybe you, you want Joe yeah. Burrow this year, but you're a little worried about the early start of the year because of the injury. So, you grab Burrow and then you get someone that has a good, you know, first week or two schedule wise. Exactly. So say all that to say, we'll be bouncing around a little bit to provide some different perspectives. Today we are going to be on Sleeper. Um, you can follow us on YouTube at Trust Your Board to follow along with the board with us if you would like. Um, Will is drafting out of the fifth spot. I am out of the eleventh spot. Will you ready to get started? Pitter patter. Let's get at her. It's an interesting spot here at five. I feel like this is at first, I was looking at where Sleeper has kind of the, the break of who you'd get and who you wouldn't. And I was looking from six down, and I'm like, oh, I really want to get one of these top five guys. And then I realized I have the fifth pick. So kind of run it down. I, I believe, and, and it did kind of go a little out of order than I would have imagined, but I do believe there is a top five here. I don't know if you will be in line with me here with this fifth guy, but I think the top four that just went... It makes sense. Um, it went Cook number one, Kamara number two, Caffrey number three, and Derek Henry number four. Now it is PPR, so some people discount Henry, but at this point, I think you know you just even in a redraft style, you kind of just have to ride him until the wheels fall off because he's just been too much of a beast, even without a ton of receptions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hear all the time, like, I don't want Derek, you know, not that they don't want him, but they'll put people ahead of Derek Henry because he doesn't catch passes. And then year after year after year, he's like the RB4. Him, Nick Chubb, yeah, there's a couple it, guys that just, you know, don't traditionally catch passes, even though they'll catch a few. 
but they're just so good at the rest of the running game that it doesn't matter. Yeah, they might have the the sky high upside that a McCaffrey has, mm-hmm. but you know he's a you know Henry's in the top five every year. Like <laughs> I'm not going to pass that up just because he's not catching passes. So like you said, not sure about the order. I imagine McCaffrey's a one on one for for most, but that's a solid top four. There's no question yeah. there. So here for me, it's it's fairly easy. Saquon Barkley is still on the board. I think if he doesn't get hurt last year, he's probably still that one or two one on one with McCaffrey. Like he was last year. Uh, I get people maybe being a little hesitant with the injury, but you got to look at it. You know, he's still young, still has high draft capital. There's a lot that are just kind of playing in his favor when it comes to recovery. He's, you know, notably been just one of those freakish recovery guys. I believe he got hurt, you know, what was supposed to be like an eight week injury and came back in three weeks and, and played the rest of the season two years ago. So, He's someone I'm fully confident in coming back fully healthy. And as much as, you know, everyone kind of jokes and, you know, and makes fun of the Giants, their team did get notably better this year. You bring in Kenny Galladay, wide receiver. You draft Tony in the first round, who I think he's going to be more of a gadgety guy, but just overall is going to help the offense. And you still have Sterling Shepard. You still have um, Evan Ingram. You still have... Um, there is Slayton, so there's there's a lot of passing weapons there. So it all comes down to Daniel Jones, obviously, but he's got the weapons on his side, you know, to be able to distribute. And I think all that's just going to spell it, it's it's going to spell good things for Saquon. So fairly easy here for me to get Saquon, you know, knowing hey maybe it's a, a slightly slower start, um, but you know if anybody's going to be able to come out 100% week one, it's, it's Saquon. He catches a ton of passes freakish athlete and i think he's on a better offense that he's maybe one of the best offenses that he's been on you know in his career here with the amount of weapons that are surrounding him and they're and this is daniel jones's year three right so yep. easy for me here at saquon before i draft him any any thoughts you know anybody you're hoping would fall to you what are you thinking there at 11 Oh boy, I have no idea. Um, I mean, my my back end strategy is always to to try to strike even, so I'll probably grab a running back and a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But it depends on who gets to me. I'm just looking at the way sleepers projecting it. I'd be looking at Aaron Jones, Metcalf, uh, Hopkins, Diggs, Joe Mixon, Eckler. Uh, I would be happy with all of that. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I think in the mock that I did when I was testing like ADPs and whatnot, Zeke actually got back to like the 110 so you know maybe he slips through the cracks but we will see but that, that's a tier i'm looking at i'd be happy with all them guys um so we'll see all right well after i take barkley was chubb at six adams at seven jonathan taylor at eight mr tyreek hill at nine and ezekiel elliott at ten yeah so uh, you have the temptation of kelsey here you know, yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting, but that is a, a huge, huge, you know, kind of advantage at the position. It is, sure. and now that I'm, I'm watching it, I'm wondering if I really kind of don't want to do my normal strategy, which is to break it up between the two. But I just, I really don't know how the ADPs are going to fall. I'm looking at like Aaron Jones and Eckler, and I'd be really happy with that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know what running backs would get back to me in the third. It's, that's kind of why you mm-hmm. experiment early, right? You just try to figure this stuff out. Um, I will, I'll stick with the strategy that I outlined in the beginning. 
that's my usual. I'll stick to it. Um, I'll go with Aaron Jones with my first pick here. Metcalf and uh, oh man, Diggs goes off. I was really hoping Diggs would get to me. Um, it it nice. would have been. So I guess D Hop would be the play here. Uh, yeah, year two with Kyler. You imagine it's on. You know, it's going to exactly. get better. I know he was, you know, not what everyone was hoping last year, but he's still an elite receiver with a very good quarterback. So you imagine they're only going to get better with you know yeah, time you together. Think. Not super interested, and you're not super worried about AJ Green. Um, it's a fine dart throw. You know, I think he's going real late in drafts. So if you want to throw a dart there, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I'm not worried about him. So I will take DeAndre Hopkins to strike that even ba- even balance. But man, I really like to add Eckler, or maybe even a Mixon. I'm kind of done dealing with Mixon. And like a different excuse every yeah. year, but you know, it could be a good, another good year for him, but I'd like Eckler more. So it's tough, but I'll go Hopkins. We'll see who gets back to me. We'll play the game a little bit here. Travis Kelsey goes right after me to two, three JK Dobbins there, Eckler, Joe Mixon and AJ Brown to you. Yeah. A lot of uh big time guys going off the board there. You said, you know, Kelsey would have been someone that, don't think I could pass on pairing him with the Barkley. A couple of big running backs. You know, I want to be in on Mixon, but I'm kind of there with you. It's just annoying to see what he's done every year. So Eckler probably would have been the running back of choice there. I know you and I are both big fans of Dobbins. Probably just going to be him and Gus this year, so a little more open. And A.J. Brown, you know, still just the man there in Tennessee. We'll see if they get Julio, but that would have been nice. So at this point, you still got Pat Mahomes sitting there staring you down. A tough one to pass on, but you know, going to try to stick to our strategy of not going quarterback early. Um, so all the tight ends available. Not really looking at Kittle at this point. So at this point, it's either strike the first receiver or you know get my second running back here. Um, we'll see what the kind of tiers look like. But got Michael Thomas, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Julio, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson. So. Still some decent receivers that I wouldn't mind trying to get as my wide receiver one in the next round. Running back, I think you know there probably is a drop-off coming up. We've got a lot of second-year, third-year guys with Akers, Swift, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson, Jacobs, Harris. I think there is a drop-off coming there. So we're going to strike at running back. Um, here, it is between Akers and Swift for me. I, I'd like Gibson, I like Sanders as well. But I think for me, I think this is this is going to be a big year for DeAndre Swift. Traded him away in the dynasty league last year to try to make a run. And, you know, end up getting Nick Chubb out of it, but someone that I think this team is just fully built around him. They were, as everyone saw the video, that draft room was thrilled to get the number one offensive tackle in a draft. It seems like they're just going to build around him, and, and you know. Jared Goff, well, he's a good quarterback. He's he's not the sling it 40 times that Stafford was. This team seems like they're going to be built around the run, you know, open up play action passing for Goff and, and the young receivers that they have. But even with Jamal Williams in tow, I think he's going to be a good 1B, but Swift is going to be the guy here. So we'll lock in Swift, pair him with Barkley, and hope that maybe one of the top receivers can get back. After that goes Pat Mahomes, Cam Akers, George Kittle, Justin Jefferson, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen, and Michael Thomas. That would have been pretty interesting. Thomas getting back in the third round. You know, not huge on the situation, but he is still an elite receiver. So 
definitely couldn't pass on him um, for looking at what's available. Uh, still just those top two tight ends off the board. Mahomes goes looking at running back. Still got Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Clyde, Chris Carson, uh, ETN, Kareem Hunt. So some decent guys. Jacobs, you know, is interesting, but I think I've got a strike at receiver here because I think there's still some top guys left. Calvin Ridley is probably going to be the guy for me here. You know, Julio, if if Julio doesn't get moved, they probably are still pretty close. But you know, I think there's probably more of an upside with Ridley. You know, it's just getting better. And, and ideally, you know, if you look at the last couple of years, he's been more consistent when it comes to health, too. Mike Evans, big touchdown guy, but not someone that I think I really want to build around as my top receiver. The only other guys I think that I'd consider beyond Robinson and McLaurin, but at this point, I'm you know confident in the quarterback play of Matt Ryan. Likely the number one targets now of Calvin Ridley, with you know the thought that Julio does get moved, and you know we'll see what happens with the running game that they have there. We'll see what happens with new tight end and Kyle Pitts, but you know one thing's going to be known that Calvin Ridley is going to get his targets. So. Lockett and Calvin Ridley is my top wide receiver, pairing with Barkley and Swift. After him, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Julio Jones, Josh Jacobs, Allen Robinson, and Najee Harris. So I am left in a pretty interesting spot. Um, I do. Let me read off. I'll read off the running backs and the wide receivers available real quick. We have Chris Carson, Travis Etienne, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, Melvin Gordon. Um, so not the worst options there, but you know we're, we're definitely at a tier break. Wide receiver, we got Mike Evans, mm-hmm. man. Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, that kind of tier. So uh, I do wish that I had pivoted and grabbed Aaron Jones and Eckler because I would like Aaron Jones, Eckler, you know, Mike Evans, and Amari Cooper more than Aaron yeah. Jones, D Hop, you know, Carson and Mike Evans, maybe something like that. Um. You know, I'm also in the spot where I wouldn't mind grabbing a tight end right now. You know, I me Yeah, so got a guy like Andrews there. You got Andrews, you got Waller, you got Hawk. Well. Um I know me and you tend to be decent with the, the late round tight end strategy, and I don't know if this is the year to try to pull that off, man. It's uh mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Are you feeling the same way? Seems kind of worrisome. Yeah, I think it all just, and I'm still trying to gauge where to take the guys because there's, yeah, like four, five, six, maybe, you know, seven if you want to throw Pitts in there because he probably is going to be a tight end one this year by just judging by how bad the position is. Yeah, it's tough with with the fall of Ertz and, uh, you know, Jonu and, and Hunter Henry kind of eating each other up there. It's it's gotten a little messy, but either way, I'm going to punt tight end and just kind of roll the dice. I'll stick with my strategy, grab one of each. Um, Chris Carson is a tier above everyone else for running backs. I'd be thrilled with having him as my two. So still happy there. So I will grab Chris Carson. We'll see who gets back to me. There goes Waller at the end of the third. Mike Evans starts the fourth. So Mike Evans, a big loss. So looking at a wide receiver to uh, to keep me even here. and. I got McLaurin on the board. We got Chris Godwin. We got Amari Cooper. It's between, I think, McLaurin and Amari Cooper. I think Cooper could be in for a very big year this year. Uh, famous last words that people say every year, but yeah. you know, that's just not his fault. That's you know a, a Dak situation. 
Um, but I, I just don't know if I could trust him as my one. I think I'm going to go with McLaurin. I just feel a little bit safer. And maybe I shouldn't be discounting Chris Godwin, but I, I think I like McLaurin a little bit more. I'm going to go ahead and lock him in for my second uh, wide receiver here. Uh, Travis Etienne goes next in the 4-3. We've got two quarterbacks going off the board. Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. There goes Amari Cooper. Robert Woods right before your pick here at the 408. Yeah, so got some interesting guys still on the board. Not really looking at quarterback, but you still have Lamar, Murray, and Dak. Justin Herbert, Rodgers. There's still quite a few good QBs available. Um, Still got Mark Andrews on the board, so that's interesting. Uh, I know probably would risk it here with one guy behind me having taken tight end. So, you know, for some reason he gets back in the fifth. I think that's, you know, got to be an easy person to take. Possibly even Hawkinson, you know, in the fifth round. But looking at the running back position, there's not much. Kareem Hunt, Gaskin, Melvin, and like kind of that elite level. Kareem Mostert even is interesting. But you still got a guy like Chris Goblin on the board that I think had a down year last year for what he did the year before. So I think he's going to be, you know, a little undervalued. So getting him here in the fourth round, I think, is is a no-brainer. You got Cooper Cup, DJ Moore still there, Jamar Chase. Not huge on taking rookie receivers, especially early. <clears throat> if I can get one a little bit later and just kind of take a shot. But they're, you know, it's just we've seen track records where sometimes they do break out, you know, like your uh, Justin Jefferson. But a lot of times you're going to see them take a little while to come on and you don't want to kind of waste a ton of space on your roster there. So. I'm going to look at Chris Godwin here and then see if, you know, maybe I can gamble and have a Kareem Hunt fall back to me or even, you know, one of the tight ends in Mark Andrews. Um, maybe reach on uh, TJ Hawkinson if I really want to lock that position down. But this one's going to be Chris Godwin here. So we take Godwin, Kyle Pitts goes, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, Miles Gaskin, Tyler Lockett, Devonta Smith, Leonard Fournette. Melvin Gordon. So both of the guys I was looking at still on the board here, Mark Andrews, Kareem Hunt. So this is really where I have to decide if I want to get, you know, kind of that maybe last tier of running back at a really, you know, a position that is scarce and, and, you know, probably more valuable than tight end or, you know, kind of get the end of that tier of guys that you really trust in Mark Andrews. It's tough. I think at this point, I probably would have to go running back just because of the positional value and to kind of test out the waters. You know, maybe Mark Andrews and Hawkinson make it to you and you let one of them get back to me. We'll see. Um, but can't really pass on a guy like Cream Hunt here. Most of it's interesting as well if I want to, if, if Hunt was gone. But getting a third running back in Cream Hunt just kind of gives me a little bit of stability. You know, if I am a little worried about Barkley starting the year, you know, maybe he misses week one and two or something like that. You have DeAndre Swift and Hunt to kind of plug in with Ridley and Godwin to start. So pretty happy with the way that the roster is being built right now. So we're going to go with Kareem Hunt after him, Mark Andrews, and TJ Hawkinson go. So not getting back to me, let alone getting to you. A little bit of a run there, Jamar Chase, and then Noah Fant goes. Uh, and then James Conner to you. So it looks like we are going late tight end this year, huh? 
Yeah, um, I was prepared to talk about the really bad decisions that I had to make because <laughs> I would have really liked David Montgomery here and Kenny Galladay. And I really thought Hawkinson was going to make it here. So obviously, I could only pick two of them. Um, but that problem seems to have alleviated itself. Um, so on the board, we'll, we'll run down every position here real quick. Still Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Dak um, in the fifth round. They are becoming interesting. Um, especially Lamar. I, I forget the stat, but over that, I think it was the past last eight games of the season, last ten games of the season last year, he was back to being like a quarterback two in the year or something to that degree. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers the beginning of the year when he wasn't that great, but he turned it on. Um at the running back position, we got Mostert, David Johnson, Chase Edmonds, Ronald Jones, David Montgomery. At wide receiver, uh Odell Beckham, Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry. Uh, Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, and at tight end, Gesicki, Gronk, Ertz, Tunyon, Evan Ingram. Kind of messy there, but uh, for now, I'm going to keep with my strategy and draft one of each. Um, I'll probably start breaking that strategy up after the next round, uh, especially if one of those quarterbacks gets back. I, I find that hard to believe, but... Maybe. Um, so the running back that I like here, I mean, most of it's got sky high upside given, you know, the offense that he's on. He's just, he hasn't stayed healthy. So I'm not going to draft him here. David Johnson's offense is just terrible. I mean, maybe he catches his way to, to fantasy relevance, but I'm just not super interested there. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Edmonds could be good, but you got the split with Connor that you don't know how it's going to work out. And I'm not interested in Rojo this year. So David Montgomery is a pretty clear option for me. The offense got an upgrade moving on from, uh, Trubisky regardless, in my opinion, whether it's Dalton or fields. Um, and he was solid in the back half of the year last year. So I will lock in Montgomery. I'd be really happy to have him as my third running back there. Uh, makes me feel a little bit better about dodging. Eckler or missing out on Eckler. I was surprised to see him this far down. Like looking at some of the guys that were there, you know, going ahead of him, Connor, ETN, Fournette. Like I just think Montgomery and I get, you know, we had what the entry to uh, Cohen last year, but I still think he is kind of like a a safe, you know, definitely a safe RB three, even potentially RB two guy for a lot of people. I think he was the RB4 for a while last year. Um, yeah. I don't know if he ended there, but, I mean, he was solid last year. Uh, now, I'm with you. I don't know. Like, it feels like he should be going earlier than this. Um, much earlier than this. I keep looking back, and I'm seeing Devontae Smith up there, the 5-2, and, and something about that yeah. just doesn't seem right to me. Um, I can talk my way around ETN because rookie fever and that kind of stuff and, and Fournette because of the playoff run. I, I can get behind that, but Montgomery and Devonta Smith, not super thrilled <laughs> about seeing where no. they're getting drafted. Something seems up there. Um, but either way, we will press on, uh, at the wide receiver position, uh, to just as a reminder, Beckham, Landry, Thielen, uh, Kenny Galladay, Sutton was the only one that goes off the board. I mentioned before Kenny Galladay was the one I wanted. Uh, I think he could have a, a lot of volume with the Giants. You know, I could see them still playing from behind in a fair amount of games. He should be the one catching a lot of the touchdowns. I could see a big year for him. Uh, will they get up to the wide receiver one? I don't know. Uh, but he is my three, so I don't need him to get up that high. If he's a solid wide receiver two, I'm thrilled with that. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Kenny G there, not worried about coming off the injury or anything. 
Uh, I'm still pretty confident in him. There goes one of these quarterbacks. Finally, there will. Kyler Murray goes off right after me. OBJ, Landry, David Johnson, and Chase Edmonds. Picks to you. Yeah, so it's interesting. You still have Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott available. I think, once again, kind of looking at the way the draft works out, got one team behind me that has a quarterback, so there's a chance one of them go, but I'd be more than okay with either of them going into the year. Um, So here in the sixth round, I probably, you know, since I don't want to go early quarterback, but don't know that I can really pass them, you know, in this round or next round, I probably risk it one more time, and if one of them gets back to me, pretty hard-pressed to pass them again. So if I'm looking at some other positions that I'm interested in, Mike Isicki calls out to me as a guy that, you know, probably isn't in that top tier, but is in kind of that middle tier of guys. Um, I know you and I said we, you know, kind of weren't in love with the offense overall, but I do think, you know, there's a lot of weapons there, but he's probably one of the more established ones. You know, Parker, you know, was there for a while, but he's been kind of up and down. Gasicki, I don't think he's on his contract year yet, but he might be. Is this his fourth year? Yeah, I think it is. Actually. Yeah, so contract year, maybe a little extra incentive. So he's someone that I'm strongly considering here. Quarterback, I don't consider now, but think about possibly in the next you know, swing. Um, so we'll look at the running back receiver position, see what's available. We've got Adam Thielen. We've got Juju Smith-Schuster. C.D. Lamb, Brenda Uke, Deontay Johnson, all pretty good options that I think are, are you know, potential breakout guys. Um, C.D. Lamb probably calls to me the most out of those three. So if I wanted to go receiver, I like C.D. as like a upside guy, especially with the volume I think I get out of Ridley and Godwin and, you know, some stability that I have at running back already. Uh, running back does look pretty dried out here. Ronald Jones, James Robinson. If someone's going to take the shot on Robinson and hope that he holds the job for as long as he can. Javante Williams, probably, you know, not the time to take him for me here, but he's someone that I wouldn't mind grabbing and, and stashing. He could be kind of like an emergency option should the guys that I like <clears throat> not get back to me here in, the, in this round. But I think what I'm going to do is go with C.D. Lamb as my third receiver and then see if either the quarterbacks or tight end get back to me. There's other guys at the positions that I like a little more. Um, so, you know, worst case could potentially come away with Javante in the next round as well as my fourth running back. But here, I'm going to take the uh, the stab at CeeDee Lamb. There's still three receivers there, right? But I, I think, you know, he takes a step forward. And if he is the level of wide receiver that you know, a lot of us believe he is, I think that, you know, he should be able to pass Gallup this year as kind of the you know, wide receiver two on that team. I think they're going to have still a pretty high passing volume because while well, they did address the defense, I still think it's going to take some time for that defense to get better. So this team, you know, scored a lot of points last year without Dak for most of the year. So if he's back and healthy all year, and thrilled to have one of the guys that, you know, likely is going to blow up a few times throughout the year and, and be probably fairly consistent the other games. So, we're going to lock in Mr. C.D. Lamb. Here is my sixth pick, third wide receiver, and see what gets back. So Ronald Jones, Mike Casicos, Lamar Jackson, Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson. So gives me the opportunity here to put my bias of being an Eagles fan aside and pair back-to-back Cowboys with Dak Prescott still on the board. 
still have Justin Herbert, Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, or some decent guys available there. Um, and it's still, you know, fairly early, but I think all reports say Dak's looking pretty good here in, in early training camp. I think he is practicing, you know, maybe not fully, fully, but he's out there running around throwing. So I don't think there's a ton of worry with him um, that he won't start the season. Obviously, re-injury is always something potential. But Dak's probably at the top of my list here. I do like Toronto Williams as well, but it seems like a little bit more of a luxury pick. You know, you're getting some depth there, but he's a guy that probably would take, you know, midseason to break out. So maybe he gets back to me. We'll see. Wide receiver, you know, still have your DJ Chark, Jalen Waddell, T. Higgins, Claypool. A decent level of receiver, but I think that's all kind of in, you know, that next tier that I'm okay getting, you know, somebody there a little bit lower as my fourth receiver. So with not really a ton of tight ends available, we got Gronk, Ertz, Tunyon, and Graham, and Ingram available as the uh, top guys on ADP. Some of the decent younger guys and, and vets later that I wouldn't mind grabbing as the guy. So I'm going to go with quarterback here, and we're going to pair Dak Prescott in there with C.D. Lamb and kind of have, I think, one of the you know top five or six quarterbacks uh, you know in, in, in this league, really, uh, especially for fantasy on the team. So we'll lock in Dak. After Dak goes Herbert, Devonta Williams, as I mentioned, Gronk, Waddle, and DJ Chark to you. Yeah, it's an interesting spot. Uh, like, like you're faced with the quarterback question. Uh, I too am staring down Aaron Rodgers, who would be, yeah. you know, a big win here. Trevor Lawrence, not super interested in Burrow. Interesting. Watson, not touching. Uh, Brady's pretty interesting, but as we had talked before, the, the late round quarterback, uh, landscape a little bit different this year. It's a little bit more worrisome. You got Matt mm-hmm. Ryan down there. You can roll the dice on Trey Lance or, yeah, Stafford, yeah, some Stafford, rookies. Wentz. Jalen Hurts probably wouldn't be bad just for the fantasy yep. volume, you know, rushing. Yep, the rushing. So the he's not guys, bad. Um, I will go ahead and, and just pass on the quarterback again. Um, uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks taken in this one. I think there's one, two, three, four teams without one. So I'm going to roll the dice and, and see if one could get back to me in the ninth round. Uh. Not in love with the running backs, at least at the top of the board. I mean, one does jump out at me. You got Kenyon Drake. Interesting. Um, Todd Gurley's still up here. You know, he could have some touchdown volume if he lands somewhere. Um, Zach Moss is kind of interesting. I don't know if he's interesting at this point, but he's interesting. Um, Trey Sermon's okay, but not this early. Uh, Devin Singletary's whatever. Mike Davis. Uh, Mike Davis is my fourth running back. Seems pretty solid. Um, I don't mind that at all. So that's pretty cool at the wide receiver position. Uh, T. Higgins, pretty cool. I would like that. Uh, Chase Claypool, not bad. Brandon Cooks, uh, Hollywood Brown, Jerry Judy, Will Fuller. So what I'm thinking, my strategy is kind of coming to light here, looking at some of the names. And like you said, tight end, Wolf. Um, Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Um, You know, Going down the list a little bit further, Dallas Goddard's there. That's interesting. Um, I guess if you want to take a late round dart throw this year, it'd probably be Blake Jarwin. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's again, pretty interesting. Time for Blake again. 
yeah, time to, to give that another chance. Um, but for now, I uh, I was expecting to break off from the, the strategy of the, the back and forth here, but uh, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to draft. Uh, which one do I need to draft first? I'm going to draft Mike Davis first here. Give myself another running back. So that'd be Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, and Mike Davis. I'm pretty comfortable with that running back group. Uh, Aaron Rodgers goes off the board. Kenyon Drake pick is back to me. Uh, I feel pretty safe with my wide receivers. Uh, Hopkins, McLaurin, Galladay. You know, Hopkins should be a wide receiver one. Uh, I think McLaurin has the opportunity this year to make that jump, but probably a solid two. Galladay, probably a solid two. You know, maybe both of them could get into low end ones, but probably solid twos. I'm going to take an upside shot here on Jerry Judy. Um, Potential breakout year for him. You know, I'm kind of worried with, you know, the quarterback situation not being the greatest and Sutton coming back. But, you know, don't forget the hype around Jerry Judy last year entering his second year. I think he can take a step forward. It's just pure upside shot. You know, I don't need to play it safe right now. I'm like I just said, I'm very comfortable with what I have. So I feel like I can afford to roll the dice. And that is what I'm going to do. So we're going to lock in Mr. Judy there. Keep myself at four wide receivers and four running backs. T. Higgins goes off the board right after me. Gurley, Claypool, Trevor Lawrence, and Bateman. Yeah, not in love with kind of what's on the board right now. Uh, if we're looking, don't really look at quarterback at this point. Tight end, we still got those same top guys and decent lower guys. Irv Smith's another one that's interesting. I know you mentioned Goddard. Logan Thomas and Higby, Jaron Cook are all kind of later veteran guys that I wouldn't mind. So. Going to punt that position as well. Um, this is where it gets tough because there's some decent receivers available. No one that I'm kind of, not a ton that I'm thrilled to grab. Um, and then there's really not too much left at running back. I did get three that I really like early, but definitely want to get another one here soon. It's not a lot available though. You got Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Michael Carter, Trey Sermon. You know, Naeem Hines is a guy that I think is interesting, especially in full PPR. Um, but just given that I'm not thrilled with any of them, probably I'm going to strike at a receiver that I like first, grab that fourth receiver here, and then kind of see which one of them get back to me as I'm not, like I said, overly thrilled with any of them. You got, you know, some interesting guys, not a huge fan of cooks. I don't really love the boomer bust guys. So you would probably pass on Hollywood Brown and Will Fuller. LaVisca is interesting, rookie quarterback, but we'll see. Tyler Boyd, I think, is someone that a lot of people are fading, but I think he probably is going to be maybe the more consistent guy and then, you know, going to go back and forth between Higgins and Chase, who's like the big play dude. But if Boyd's, you know, locked into the slot, they run a lot of three-receiver sets. He could be somebody that's interesting. New Corey Davis, I think, is coming off of an injury. Uh, So he, I don't know where he stands. I don't think he's practicing yet. So I don't know if that could bode poorly for him just going to start, right? You have, you'll have Denzel Mims, you'll have uh, Moore, Elijah Moore, you know, kind of getting early reps with the rookie quarterback and Zach Wilson. But we'll see. I mean, Corey Davis is paid there. Somebody that I think maybe their ADP isn't fully updated is Debo Samuel still sitting here. Is, is there, am I missing something with Debo? No, but there's a lot of hype around Ayuk. Um, yeah, because absolutely. of the year last year, but you have to keep in mind like Kittle was out, Debo was out, mm-hmm. um, most of was out for a lot of seasons. So yeah, Ayuk did really well without anyone around him. With everyone returning, 
Yeah, I think it goes back to playing third fiddle. So I'm with you. I see Debo as a value. Yeah. Um, whether there's a mistake here or not, I don't know. This does seem yeah. pretty Ranked low. Ranked 116 right now. Yeah. Like, I think this is probably about where he would go. You know, kind of Bateman doesn't seem like someone I would want to take over him. Maybe you'd want to take the shot at Bateman just being an elite talent and, you know, superseding, not getting the volume for a passing offense. But if I'm looking at the receivers, you know, Debo calls out to me. You got Michael Pittman down here, Dante Parker, so some decent guys. But I think Debo calls out is just kind of a really big value here, getting him as my fourth receiver. So I'm going to go him, and we'll we'll see if, you know, if any of those running backs call out or if I want to go with the fifth receiver based on what's there. So if you go Debo, Brandon Cooks goes, Joe Burrow, Will Fuller, Sean Watson, Hollywood Brown, Tunyon, LaVisca, and Tom Brady. And the nice thing about that, I think LaVisca is the only person I was even considering uh, coming back to me here. So pretty happy to see all those guys still on the board. With all those running backs that I mentioned, I'm not thrilled with them. I imagine some will go, but I, I'm, I'm going to guess, you know, out of like Sermon, Carter, Naeem Hines, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, maybe a couple of other decent guys. There's going to be somebody still there, so I don't feel the need to really strike. I think I can kind of load up on these receivers that I've got and, and give me some trade bait if I really need it, but I'm pretty confident in the three running backs that I got. So going to kind of load up at receiver here. Tyler Boyd seems like a pretty good value at this point as well as I talked up. Uh, you got Curtis Samuel. Michael Pittman's interesting too. I don't know what's going to happen with Carson Wentz, so who knows what that offense is going to look like. For me here, it's either Boyd or Pittman. And I've got some pretty good consistency with Ridley and Godwin. Maybe, you know, a little bit more uncertainty with what the role is going to be for Lamb and Debo. So I think I'll lock in a little bit more certainty here with Tyler Boyd as my fifth receiver. uh, And just kind of take the value of, of a guy that I think, you know, is... Someone that I'll be able to plug in, you know, maybe I can make a trade and, and trade a CD Lamb for another running back and be able to have Debo and Tyler Boyd as my third and fourth receiver. So he's a guy that I feel pretty confident in, you know, as a, as a really good depth guy and allows me to trade some people ahead of him. So we'll see what happens after that. Uh, we got Justin Fields goes, Matt Stafford. So a couple of double quarterbacks being drafted there. Uh, Evan Ingram. Zach Ertz, Rondale Moore, and it gets to you here in the ninth round. Yes, I am getting a little nervous about this quarterback situation. Um, yeah. I am the last team without a quarterback. Uh, we've seen three double up already. Um, yeah. In fact, still got some decent guys, though. Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Ertz. There are. Um, so Probably I th- it, though. <laughs> yeah, right? Unless you want to like roll the dice that you know Wentz is really good. You can grab him yeah. late. Ooh. Tim um, Tebow has quarterback eligibility here. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I need. <laughs> um, you know, Wentz, I guess, is interesting. I don't know who's rolling the dice into. Uh, I know some people roll the dice on Daniel Jones. You know, some people still like Derek Carr a lot. I like Derek Carr. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't roll the dice on him, but I like him. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's down there. Um, a, a real interesting one, Will, way down here, and it's because we don't know what's happening, is Jameis Winston. Yeah. Uh, that's someone that, you know, if you really want to roll the dice on last yeah. round, you know, you could take a shot on him and, and like a Jared Goff just in case 
Yeah. Right? He often comes out like, you know, week one that he's not starting. You know, you can always pick somebody up that, you know, like you said, like a Jared Goff or just a decent guy. Could you imagine there'll be a low end starting quarterback available? Yeah. And that's what you'd have to do. You know, if you are in a league that is starting their redrafts already, which is really early, but some do it. Um, you know, if you're taking Winston, yeah, you, like you said, you need a pair with a golf or something like that, but, and same thing with Taysom. Um, most of us will have clarity in that situation later on. And I'm sure Jameis is going to fly up the board. Um, but I'm happy with, I'd be okay with cousins. I'd be happy with Er Hertz and I'd be happy with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be it right now. Um, but I am looking at Zach Moss, and I'm kind of interested there. Uh, mostly because, A, it's a running back. It'd be my fifth running back and roll the dice. And I somewhat still believe he could be decent. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just an upside shot at this point. Like, he doesn't need yeah, to be good. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at the, the rest of the, the board there. You know, Singletary, Michael Carter, Damian Harris, A.J. Dillon. I'm not super interested in a lot of those. Um, hear the dog barking. She's not super interested in a lot of them either. Uh, you know, like you said, Hines is is interesting. Uh, he doesn't have the same kind of upside that Zach Moss has, but he's interesting. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell is somewhat interesting as well. That's it. I mean, oh, Jamal yeah. Williams is down there. Um, yeah, I saw him. He's someone. I mean, having Swift already, I probably wouldn't want to double up, but. He's someone that I think if I you know any roster I don't have Swift on, I'd you know really like to get in these mid to late rounds. Yeah, and he's so far down the ADP though I could wait for him. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna lock in yeah. Moss. I'm gonna. I mean, assuming one of these quarterbacks will get back to me. There goes Trey Sermon and Corey Davis. I'm happy with that. Um, I will. Oh man, Jalen Hurts scares the hell out of me. But when you're playing this late, you know it's kind of like. Uh, Lamar Jackson a few years ago, right? He was worrisome, but he was a league winner, and that's the kind of player that Jalen Hurts could be. So I'm going to take the upside shot on Jalen Hurts, and uh, it scares me. But I I feel like I'm going to be doing it a lot this year. I don't know if we'll be able to do it in our league, Will, given a lot of Philly fans there. But uh, for these mocks, I'm going to give it a go. Saw some tight ends go here. Irv Smith went, Singletary, T.Y. Hilton. There goes Goddard. I'm sure that was someone you were targeting. And then uh, Austin Hooper. Yeah, so Goddard, someone I was interested in. Uh, him and Irv Smith, but with both of them gone, I'm probably just looking at a couple of, uh, you know, kind of veteran tight ends that decent starters, but, you know, not something that I'm going to jump the gun at here. You know, probably in the next you know, round two, three, a guy like Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby, Jared Cook, all three guys that I'd be okay getting, you know, it's just a decent starter. So looking here at the receiver and running back position, once again, still have Michael Pittman on the board, someone that I'm pretty high on. Once again, you know, uncertain about Carson, but I do like Michael Pittman, just the player. Uh, Curtis Samuels, interesting. Michael Hardman, Robbie Anderson, Dante Parker. So some decent guys available there. I think, I don't know that Pittman will get back to me, but I do need to go receiver or uh, running back as well. So Michael Carter is an interesting option. This is really just Tevin Coleman and the rookie from last year, right? P. Ryan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. So Carter's a guy that's interesting. I don't don't know that I want to jump on it this early. 
And I feel like I might be able to wait another round and get a Naeem Hines as kind of my fourth running back. That's just kind of a solid PPR guy. Who knows what's going to happen in that offense? Uh, and, you know, I don't know that I want to double down, but, uh, well, I guess, you know, being that I only have three running backs, you definitely want to look at that position a little more stout. And I've already got five receivers, so probably want to prioritize the position. So we're going to go with Michael Carter here. See, you know, if Pittman gets back, great. If not, maybe in the Aim Hines could be a fifth running back there. So we're going to go Michael Carter after Michael Carter, Curtis Samuel, Michael Hardman, Dorante Parker, Logan Thomas, Robbie Anderson, Kirk Cousins, Damian Harris, and Hunter Henry. So got both of the guys I was thinking about get back to me here. We've got the tight end position, just have, you know, a couple of guys still there. Um, I don't know that I can afford to wait on them but i think i'm going to try to gamble and see what happens if we do wait another round here so we've got basically a choice between two in indianapolis players michael pittman i'm heinz i like pittman better right the position of need is probably heinz more but i think i want to go with the guy that i think is just better value right because if i can come away from this draft with now a six receiver michael pittman you know, you have a guy like Lamb, Debo, Pittman that could all break down and be options for somebody. Um, so I'm going to go with the value there, and we'll see what happens on the way back. I, I like to come away with, you know, close to 50-50 when it comes to running backs and receivers, but receiver is definitely a position that I think, you know, you, you we'd be starting three here, two two receivers and a flex. Uh, up to four. So it's our, our, our format, which is a, a wide gotcha. receiver running back flex and a wide receiver tight end flex. So we'll see. I mean, maybe there's a chance Hines gets back. Probably not. But I'm going to go with just kind of the value here. That's kind of what I've been trying to do here in this first mock draft. So we're going to go Michael Pittman. After Pittman goes Gallup, Naeem Hines right after him there. AJ, no, that's not AJ Brown. That's Antonio Brown. Uh, probably a couple of years since AJ Brown went after Antonio Brown. I know, for real. Uh, with Ryan Tannehill and then AJ Dillon. Man, Matt Ryan still being here is interesting. Yeah, doubling down on the quarterback. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> so we do have five minutes left. We do need to fly through these last picks here. Do it. Um, I, uh, unlike your team, drafted running back throughout so i feel like i got good depth there you know i might not have the upside that like a barkley swift combo gives but uh the the running back room is filled out and i'm not seeing a lot of depth so like while i like a jamal williams kind of a guy uh you know maybe a uh gus edwards you know a solid depth kind of place mm-hmm. i don't feel like i need to take that shot maybe i see upside in gainwell but uh I don't need to take the shot. So I'm just take running back shots and I do need that find that tight end. So first uh, we're going to take, a, oh, sorry, if I said running back shots, I mean wide receiver shots. Um, so that's, where we're going to make our picks here in the end. Uh, we have St. Brown, Marvin Jones, Terrence Marshall, John Rieger, uh, Christian Kirk Crowder. So I say that, and there's not a ton of super interesting <laughs> options here. Um, but Mike, you make some trades. You got some running backs. <laughs> I got some receivers. I yeah, think we're lined up. We can make something work. Um, Mike Williams is here a little bit further down the board, but he does interest me. You know, if Herbert continues his ascension or at least holds steady from last year, I would think Mike Williams could turn in a pretty solid year. So I will go ahead and lock in Mr. Mike Williams 
And then I will go ahead and strike at tight end quickly. Ah, uh, oh man, I kind of regret grabbing Mike Williams because Jared Cook's here, but I don't want both of them. That's a shame. Should have thought that one through. Uh, but I will go Blake Jarwin. Uh, I was drafting him last year. I wasn't as hyped as a lot of other people were, but you know we saw the success that Schultz, Schultz had last year. Um, I think that could translate to Jarwin. So we will go ahead and lock in Mr. Jarwin to take care of the tight end position. Matt Ryan, St. Brown, Mayfield, Marvin Jones, and Lev Bell. Right before you. All right. So it gets back to me. Still need tight end. There's still two guys that I like. Uh, and there's two teams after me that have taken two already. So I think there's a good chance one gets back to me. It's not guaranteed because the other two teams could both take their second tight end. So Higby and Cook, both an option here. Other than that, I'm looking at some running backs. And the guys I'm looking at are a little further down, just ranking-wise. But guys that I think would be good stashes here is my fifth guy. Um, really looking at guys that you're probably going to play second fiddle, but could break out if the guy ahead of them gets hurt. And that's uh, Daryl Henderson, uh, Jamal Williams. If I didn't have Swift, I don't really want to double down there. But Gus Edwards is another good one. So. Guys that, you know, are basically second fiddle to some second year guys that we really like. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, probably can get one of them in the next round. So I don't know if I want to strike at tight end. I probably am, especially here with Higby still there with Jared Cook. We'll see. Yeah, and, and I I gotta keep convincing myself that this is not the Rams that we're used to. Especially, you know, they're probably gonna want to run the ball a good bit, but with Stafford there, you gotta imagine that they're gonna be able to throw the ball and, and just trying to figure out kind of where Higby falls in the you know in, in the depth chart there. Probably third option, right? You got Van Jefferson, you got some other rookies, but yeah, outside of Woods and Cup, it's really just Higby. And then Cook probably is third option there as well, you'd think. You got Mike Williams, you got Keen Allen, and I guess Eckler as well, so maybe a little further down. So I think Higby probably a little bit higher up on the chart there. So we'll go Higby and see which of those running backs gets back to me here in the next round. You got Christian Kirk, Trey Lance, Tony Pollard, Sonny Michelle, Terrace Marshall, Jalen Rager, Mark Ingram, and Chuba Hubbard off the board. So probably looking to go running back with the last couple spots here. And a couple guys that are like in uh, Daryl Henderson and Gus Edwards. To differentiate team-wise a little bit, we're probably going to go with Gus Edwards just to get a different team on there since I just took a Ram before. So we'll go with Gus Edwards. I think that the, the game, that team is going to run the ball a lot more too. So I do think Gus is going to get 30%, 35%, maybe even 40% of the running back rushing attempts. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to have most of it with Dobbins. But I do like Gus Edwards, so getting him here is my fifth running back. Pretty happy about that. After him, Alexander Madison, Daryl Henderson, Treat Cohen, Jameson Crowder, Mr. Stone Shepard, to you. Uh, so there's two wide receivers that really jump out at me. Uh, pretty simple explanation-wise. Uh, Henry Ruggs. Uh, find to be great value. Going to go ahead and just lock him in entering his second year. Uh, mm -hmm. They didn't draft anyone like, you know, you had T Higgins go last year and they went to turn around and, and draft to chase. That didn't happen to rugs. So uh, there's some level of confidence there. Um, and if it doesn't work out, hopefully he's a, you know, a, a D kind of boom bust guy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta stop using that reference because people are gonna stop forgetting. Yeah, <laughs> people are gonna know what you're talking about after for a while. Real. Um, Zach Wilson and McKissick went after me, and then uh, the other interesting one that I am finding here, and it's a bit of a roll of the dice, is uh, Russell Gage. That's more mm-hmm. of a play on Julio potentially getting traded. Uh, yeah. and I'm not just gonna write all that volume and, and give it all to Pitts and assume he's gonna have some magical, you know, rookie year for a tight end. Uh, so I, I think Gage could be a pretty good beneficiary. We've seen some fancy relevant games from him before. So we'll lock him in there as a depth play. There goes Jamal Williams, Philip Lindsay, Elijah Moore, Mooney, uh, Cole Beasley, our boy. And your last pick is up, Will. Yeah. So this, I'm going back to the running back position as we're trying to you know get some more depth there. Uh, I've got you know, Barkley, Swift, and Hunt earlier in the draft. Michael Carter right you know, in the middle toward the end. And then just Gus Edwards in the last round. So probably still looking for upside guys. A guy that's interesting, not on the upside, is James White. Uh, he's someone that I think is going to be usable, likely. But also someone you're probably not going to feel comfortable cutting. So that's typically something where I'm you know, a little iffy about. Um, another interesting guy you got is Javion Hawkins, a rookie for Atlanta. He's someone I think, you know, unlikely to do anything, but he's a guy that, you know, can kind of see what I get in the first week or two and then feel okay cutting bait because maybe he turns it on later in the year, maybe not. So I'd kind of rather take an upside shot there that could open up a roster spot after week one or two. So that's why I would kind of look for a guy like Hawkins. There's really not too much else here. So we'll take an upside shot with another rookie running back here and go Javion Hawkins. After him, Nelson Aguilar, Pat Fryermuth, Le, uh, Le, uh, Latavius Murray, and uh, Cam Newton. Last pick of the draft. There we go. So we're already over on time. Will let's uh, we could skip the, the running down of our teams. But what do you think of there? This uh, initial draft. Yeah, pretty happy. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with where my team worked out. Still, you know, not really knowing how all the ADPs were since this is the first one I've done in a while. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a ton of reaches outside of, you know, sleeper, just always having double quarterback, double tight end on a lot of teams. Yeah. It seemed to do even more of that than normal (laughs) from what I remember. Mm -hmm. Most of these teams have two quarterbacks. Um, so that, that's definitely going to shake some things up and mess with the ADPs. Um, I don't know. I see a lot of upside with my team, but it seems like your stereotypical Steve rolling the dice kind of a team. Uh, we're hoping McLaurin, yep. you know, takes that step forward. You know, Mike Davis seems like a good value, but could just be whatever. Jerry Judy, we're hoping for a step forward. Uh, if Mike Davis is just kind of blah, then Zach Moss is uh, hinging things on him, and he could be blah. And Hurts is a roll of the dice. So, you know, on and on. Uh, so it yeah. seems pretty typical from there. But the upside for that team is also sky high. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting, uh, interesting team. Interesting exercise uh, early in the off season here. Yeah, so much for not running down your team. I know, right? I promise. <laughs> yeah, went through everyone. Um, yeah. So I think uh, next week we're thinking dynasty startup mock. Will? Yeah, yeah. Switch it up. Get. A, I think this is you know kind of right in the heart of the dynasty startup mock season. Maybe you know the last month. Probably May is more for that. Right after the NFL draft, but. You'd imagine May and June before people really shift to redraft. Yeah, sure. So we will do that next week. So tune in next week to check that out. Until then, folks, trust your board.